Welcome to 15 to Life, the podcast that talks about life after life in prison. Come with us on a journey and explore stories from within the prison walls to outside the prison walls. All of these podcasts are dedicated to the victims of crime. Hey everyone, what's up? It's your host, Tito Guerrero, host of the podcast 15 to Life, the podcast that talks about life after having a life sentence in prison. So I got asked a question today. Ironically, it was at a Christmas uh, party for work, and one of my peers kind of leaned back and he goes, hey man, I don't know why, but I was watching something the other day, and it got me thinking about you, and I was like, yeah, what's up? And he goes... You know, they say to to make it in prison, you gotta click up, you gotta you gotta be with someone, you gotta be affiliated, you know. And he goes, "You were in there for a while, you know. Is that true?" I was like, "You know, that's a a pretty good question, right? Because most people look at me, they they really wouldn't know I, I was in prison. And to be honest, most people look at me and they ask me if I'm either ex law enforcement or military." Uh, probably because I keep my hair cut really short, but um, yeah, so I guess I have that 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 kind of mojo about me. I, and I always tell them I'm I'm the opposite of law enforcement and military. I was on the other side of that fence, but needless to say, it's a good question, right? So it is true. Um, those who don't click up or do, you know, are part of something else. They, they can't have it rough in there. Now, I'm not going to say that it's impossible to do your time, right? I've seen people in, in prison, not a lot, I'm not going to lie, that are 100% solo. They, they just, they're by themselves. And this is problematic, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of get into that because I'm sure a lot of people probably um, ask those kind of questions when they're watching movies or, or they're seeing a documentary or watching Locked Up or something like that, and they're like, wow, is that really how it is? And... Yeah, it is. Um, so let's get into it. You know, we'll just, you know, this going to kind of tie into the, the talk that was on prison politics, right? So when you when you get to prison, you get classified. So they're going to ask you, you know, they're, they're going to see the obvious things like what color you are, right? But they're still going to ask you because someone like me, I'm basically white, but my name's Tito Guerrero, so of course they're like, what are you, you Mexican, what are you, and, you know, no, I'm Peruvian, so I get classified, and they ask me, who do I run with, because that's another thing, just your race won't necessarily negate where you're going to go, or who you're going to be housed with, or who you're going to be with when you're inside, and the guards and everything, they, they love separating, it's easier to divide and conquer, and then you funk with each other, and, and, and they just clean up the mess, right? And I get it. It makes sense. I'd probably do it if I was on that side as well, you know, but anyway. So they're going to ask you, they're going to classify you, and then they're going to house you with your people, basically, right? And when I say that, it means, like, if you're black, you're going to be housed with blacks. Now, if you're black and you're Muslim, say, you might ask to be housed with another Muslim because you guys will have more in common. You'll do some of the same stuff. Or if you're black and mind you, I'm from California. So if you're not from California, some of this might sound a little foreign, but if 
you're from L.A. versus the Bay or the Bay Area or Northern California, you're going to want to be housed with other blacks from L.A. or SoCal, right? Then, whether you're a blood, you're a crip, you're BGF, you're 415, you know, you're, you're going to get broke up in all those groups too. So there's like multiple layers of classifications of who you get selled up or bunked up with or housed with, right? So I just use blacks as an example there. But within that, right, you got your guys that don't have any affiliation, right? I mean, they weren't clicked up on the streets. You know, they weren't in a gang or they didn't associate with gang members uh, per se. So who do they go with, right? And are there just regular blacks that aren't affiliated? Sure, sure. But they'll still claim up or, or, or they'll get in with blacks like them. So like you might not, you might be black and not in a gang, but you're from East Oakland. So you're going to try and find anyone from Oakland, preferably East Oakland, not the North Pole, not the South not the west you want to be with the east you want to be with east oakland cats that's just it so you got these guys that don't click up but they kind of do right and then you got guys that are like i don't i don't care who i'm with i i don't want none of that drama and then it's hard because almost everyone finds a way to click up somehow or some way right so and and, and this is where i think people have a misconception who don't know about prison that clicking up isn't like gang. It's more while you're inside. So when you get out, it's not like you're looking for people in that that gang to be with again. When you get out, you can actually kind of go back to be normal. But while you're in there, you do it for safety reasons, right? Like a lot of white boys, they're all counties. So it's Cocoa County and... You know, all these different YOLO County and all this stuff. In there, and they want to be in that same group. They might not be banging. They might not be a Nazi lowrider. They not, might not be an AB at Area Brotherhood. They might not be none of that stuff. Or a biker. You know, they got all the biker, the nomads up in there, Hells Angels, everyone else, right? They they might not be one of those, but they'll, they'll click up with their county. Which is kind of a default regardless. Because if you're from Cocoa County, the Cocoa County Woods, white boys, Becker Woods, are going to want to know about you and everything else. So anyway, there's a lot of that and I could talk for freaking hours on all that. But getting back to can you be a solo bolo out there on that yard? Yeah, you can. But here's the thing. Now, I'll use myself as an example. Like I said before, I was the other, which means I don't fall into any of the other major you know, food groups, right? Not white, not black, not Mexican, not American Indian or Native American. So I fall under other. And the, the AMIs, the Indians, they're our brothers too. So they stick together. But at the same time, a lot of times they'll ride with us if we get into it. So others are primarily your, you know, Samoans, Asians, your like Puerto Ricans, your other, you know, Latins or, or Latin Islanders and stuff like that. Um, even Russians, I'll never forget, we had a cool Russian cat, I can't remember his name, but man, this dude was affiliated, he looked like a square white dude, 
And I swear to God, when he would get visits, these dudes were straight movie-esque Russian mafia guys coming up in the visiting room, just like no joke. But anyway, maybe I'll tell that story later. But needless to say, I'm with the others. But that's still, that's my group. I'm not riding solo at all. Like, if anyone in my car gets into it, I am going to ride with them, period. And they had my back, too. If someone jumped me, I knew my brothers were going to jump in and help me. So I didn't ride solo, not at all. But my point is, it's not like I'm banging out here that we got a, a, a prison gang called The Others out here and we run around doing stuff. No, that's... We were a group that gave security to itself. And mind you, we had Bloods, we had Crips, we had all kinds of different gang affiliations within our car. But while we were in prison, none of that shit mattered. And we all just had each other's back. And I always thought we were the coolest car on the yard because we didn't play all that stuff. Because if we did, there'd be five of us here, ten of us there. Because you can imagine with whites and blacks being the two biggest groups on, on the prison yard... And they're broken into so many different groups. They didn't have the unity to actually run the prisons. Sadly to say, the southern Mexicans ran the majority of the prisons because they were unified always, all the time. So needless to say, riding solo, right? So I'm going to bring up this guy, Nip, the homie. He was the other, but he's black. He's from Trinidad, right? But he's 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 technically a homie because he's other, but he chose to be solo so he would actually bunk up with other blacks right but on his classification card it said other and we always acknowledged him but push come to shove if he gets in any shit we do not get involved because although his classification denomination was the same as ours he didn't ride with us which meant he wasn't at our functions. He didn't sit at our table. He was kind of just off on his own. Now, this is a, a tall dude, you know, good-sized brother, you know. Um, not someone you would think people would try to take advantage of, but the reality is when you ride solo, when you when people know nobody's really going to have your back, like you might have some good roll dogs on the yard, and, you know, uh, a yard dog, a roll dog, <clears throat> You know, that could be someone that every time you go to yard, they're hitting laps with you. And you guys are cool. You guys chop it up. You talk. You might, you know, share some information on each other. You might get to know each other, know each other's family. Maybe even start dating people that are, you know, affiliated with each other on the streets. You know, all that kind of stuff. But if some shit jump off, if that person isn't in that same car as you, is not affiliated the same as you, they're not going to get involved. It's not like in the movies where people just blatantly cross the racial and segregated lines that are set. Because then you get into even more shit. Now, don't get me wrong. If two people were like ace boom coons on the streets, you might do that. But then you're you're kind of both riding solo and you just have each other's back, right? So, needless to say, this guy Nip from East Palo Alto, right? Oh, sorry. Had to throw that out there for everyone from... He's powerful, but anyway, um, you know, he's a cool brother, man. We we eat together and do stuff, but he's on his own, and I'll never forget. Um, yeah, these these two youngsters, two black dudes, 
uh, and I could be getting this wrong, so anyone listening who was in with me, forgive me if I got the story a little screwed up, but it was a long time ago. But, you know, I, I believe they were from Oakland. Youngsters. These fools really don't have nothing. One of them is his celly. The other one is like this guy's buddy from the streets. So the boy Nip, you know, he he's a hustler, right? I ain't going to go into all the different stuff he was doing, but he make his money, right? So he's got... He's got stuff. He's got all the hygiene stuff you need. He's got food. He's got whatever you need. Now, this, this younger cat just kind of pulled up. You know, he ain't got nothing. And, and Nip, being Nip, he's a good dude, right? So he's looking out for dude. But dude's kind of like looking. And he's got that street mentality. And I ain't going to lie. These youngsters on the streets that come into prison, they claim to be all tough. And I'm from the streets and I'm banging and I'm doing all this. The majority of them are straight dope fiends. They're popping pills. They're doing coke. They're doing meth. They're doing everything. Everything thinking that's what's cool. And then you fall into those drug addicted habits of stealing and always trying to work over people. And you either end up in prison behind some dumb shit. Or you end up getting killed because someone catch you doing that dumb shit and deal with you, right? Needless to say, I'm pretty sure both these dudes were on the streets being dumbasses. And then they come in and thought, hey, here's this dude. He got all this stuff. Like, like we can push up on him, right? So, from the story I got, which I'll say most of the time I get the full story. Um, one of the OGs on the yard, like, basically tells him, like, man, that dude's solo. Like, you don't have to ask to do nothing to him. Because no one's got his back. So basically when if you're about to go do something to someone and you don't get like a green light to do it, there better be a reason behind it. Otherwise, your car might get you because you're going to get them into a wreck for it. So you can't just if you have a one on one fight with someone, that's all good. It's a one on one fight. You deal with your shit. You get it out the way it's done. If you try to jack someone for their shit, stab someone or anything without having provocation and and basically clearance from the shot callers you could really get in a wreck maybe your own people are coming to get you so needless to say they go in there and you know try and rob nick and mind you this dude lives with this fool you know what i mean and this is how just like stupid it all is like they come in up in there with their little knives right and basically tell them like break yourself like i'm taking your shit and he kind of just goes, you know what, fuck it, take it, you know what I mean, because he ain't ready, he ain't ready, so they put a bunch of his crap food and stuff in pillowcases, and now they're going around the yard like, ha, ah, we punked this fool, you know, this Oakland and all this other shit, right, well, Nip ain't no punk, <laughs> you know, and needless to say, um, one too much longer, the yard goes down, uh, Nip's coming out in cuffs, these dudes is coming out in cuffs, all this stuff is just crazy shit, right? Um, and then I end up going to the hole, not too much longer, right? But I'm hearing the reports coming out of the program office, like, like they had this whole knife battle, and like, they were all cut up, I even got to see some pictures, like, the one dude's nose was like, uh, it looked like someone took a knife and put it in his nose and then yanked it out. Like his nose was just 
ripped in half and like all this stuff. And I was like, damn, what the hell happened? And when I see pictures of Nip, he's got a few little like scrapes and bumps. Like it looks like he had a fist fight, right? That's what it looks like. It looks like he had a fist fight and he took a few good ones, right? But I'm just like, damn, these two dudes are like tore up. Like they're, they were the pictures. And mind you, I was a captain's clerk before, so. I just knew people that could show me stuff and everything. But, yeah, I'm like, wow. And, like, the word on the yard is, like, Nip fucked them up, right? Uh, Both of them. So I ended up going to the hole for a cell phone uh, not too much longer. So I'm in Aztec with Nip. And so I'm like, hey, what's up, man? And he's like, oh, man, it's all bad. You know, there's DA referral for, you know, weapons and great bodily injury and all this stuff. And I'm like, damn, man. I was like, hey, I heard stories, man. And he's like, yeah, that's pretty much it. And I was like, well, what what happened like this? Like, how'd you end up in here? And he's like, man, I gave him my stuff that day because, like, man, two of them, both of them had knives. Like, what am I going to do? Like, I wasn't ready. I'm in my boxers. Like, you know, they straight, like, punks. Waited till I was coming out the shower and I got shower shoes on. Like, I, I couldn't do nothing. Like, I, it wasn't even worth it. And like I said, Nip, he's tall. Like, I'm talking, like, six and a half feet. Like, good, solid dude, right? So, he's like, man, I it wasn't, it wasn't worth it for me to try. Like, I'm not going to try nothing. He's like, but they act like I was going somewhere. He's like, so I went and got my piece, and I waited till they were both up there by the cell, and I just pushed them in and shut the door. Now, Take this into consideration. Here's a solo bolo dude. He's riding by himself. No one has his back. Now put yourself in this situation. And, and when I, I'm about to finish up this story. But I want you to think. Would you, could you have done the things I'm about to describe? Because I'm going to tell you right now. I don't think I could have did it. And I was in there and I was doing hard time like everyone else. I don't think I could have did it. Could you, if you were riding solo, or would you be sitting there going, no, I'd rather have some people have my back so I don't have to endure that by myself. So he pushed the one dude, mind you, is his celly. So his one dude's in there. The other dude's at the door. He waits for this to happen. He pushes the second guy in the cell. So now they're both in there. He shuts the door. Mind you, If you don't know, get the chance, watch something on TV or Google it. What a standard CDCR, California's, you know, Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation cell looks like. They are not huge. You got bunk beds on one side, lockers on the other. And all the way at the end, you got a metal chair that's, you know, on the on the wall. You can't move it with a metal desk and a window. And then right when you walk in the door on your, uh, depending on which side, it's on your right or left-hand side, you got the toilet. There is only enough room to walk, you know, to the desk and back to the door. One person, not two. So now he's got two dudes. One was sitting on the bunk. He pushes the other one in, so he goes over by the desk. He shuts the door. When you talk about CQB, some close quarters combat, (laughs) you know, here it is, right? And he goes in there with a knife and gets down. He's fighting two dudes 
And from what he tells me, the one dude pulls out a knife. The one who was at the door had a knife on him. The other one is trying to find his knife, but, I mean, he's just plugging away at him. He hits the dude in his shoulder a bunch of times, and his arm a bunch of times, catches the other guy. The other guy hits him a few times in the face, and I told him, I said, dude, I saw the pictures. It looked like you just took some punches. He said, oh, man, that dude sliced me like four or five times in my face. He's like, but his piece was a little shitty piece. Like, it, it, it couldn't do damage. He's like, I went in there and showed him what a real piece is. And he did, man, because them fools both had puncher wounds, everything. And he was up in there until they came and got him up out. So, luckily, neither of those guys died. But they both, trust me, will never forget that day. And I would hope, I would hope they would never try someone again knowing damn well that people will come back don't put them in that position so needless to say that's kind of what you have to be prepared to do if you ride solo if you totally 100 percent just say i don't want any affiliation with anyone and mind you like i said nip technically from trinidad so he didn't have to ride black and he chose not to Mind you, having OTH other on your classification allows you a lot of freedom of what you can do. So he was smart in choosing to be an other. But he lived with blacks, so he put himself in another situation. And he's black, and he's from East Palo Alto. There's a lot of blacks from East Palo Alto. And he was cool with all them blacks, but, you know, he didn't ride with them. So it was a trip, right? And then I seen other dudes that don't really have much. They ain't trying to hustle because they're, they're just doing their time. And they ride solo and they probably go to church a lot and stuff like that. Um, that's really true what you guys see on TV when people go to church to kind of stay away from stuff. Some of them are really into church and that's just who they are. Some of them are doing it to kind of get a pass to not have to do other stuff. But, you know, you still put yourself up to be a victim because if you have some stuff, and a couple of dudes or a, a group of dudes want to try and take it, they can because no one's going to have your back. It it ain't like some of the movies you might see where, you know, the guy's getting picked on and someone else just randomly comes and helps. They're the little guardian angel. People don't do that because then you put yourself in a situation. You know what I mean? So needless to say, riding solo is hard. So... To answer my boy D, Demetrius, at work, like, yeah, I was not solo. I was definitely clicked up with my group, and I was down for them, and they were down for me. Um, And a lot of these dudes I'm still very close with who are now out. And in some shape, forms, and fashion, we've had each other's back out here as well. might be for different things, support letters. I had a couple of homies that were going to get deported. I wrote letters talking about how good they were and helping me and 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 me helping them and was able to keep them from getting deported and i'm I'm happy i could do that for them because i know damn well when we were inside if someone would have tried to jump me they would have jumped in and helped me so you know we we keep that kind of um positive aspect of the the being clicked up going right but yeah riding solo it's possible but you need to be prepared to ride solo and my boy Nib, 
Uh, I don't know if you ever made it home, baby, or, or if you're still up in there, either which way. You always have my respect, um, and I, I really wish you never had to go through that. But um, anyway, this is Tito with another one of them prison stories for you on this on this round. Uh, let me know what you think, and let me know if you have any more questions.